Are the Tennessee Titans headed for a rebuild in the 2023 offseason after offloading a ton of veterans? Bobby Wagner released by the Los Angeles Rams. Jalen Ramsey could be next. And Aaron Rodgers climbing out of his hole on <laughs> the latest news and rumors on this Peacock and Williamson Friday edition coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now welcome to the peacock and williamson nfl show brian peacock alongside matt williamson at bd peacock at williamson nfl on twitter thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the locked on podcast network your team every day uh matt i live over here in california i know you're in pennsylvania the pittsburgh area what was this weird white stuff that was falling out of the sky yesterday <laughs> the bay area that's not something you see there's a couple of bay area mountaintops that have snow on them and uh wow. down in the valley where i am um in, in tam valley which is you know just i'm just a hair north of the golden gate bridge it was actually i felt i saw it landing in my hands it melted as soon as it got to the ground then later <laughs> on with some hail which is more common for california but i got my raincoat on now this is some some odd weather in 2023 we're, we're having over here and uh even a little snow in on the west coast of california today wow i didn't realize and so today's chilly here. Today's in the 30s, <laughs> but yesterday set a record high. It, it hit 70 or something here yesterday. I've pulled out my snow shovel, I think, once this whole offseason or whole winter. So I think the polar bears are losing their ice. That's it's exactly what's happening here. Yeah, you, yeah. In the California winter, kind of dropping into the 30s at night. But yesterday, about 10 minutes after a couple of snow uh, snowflakes fell from the sky, it was bright and sunny and you had to put a t-shirt on and it was warm. And it's just, it's really wild weather right now as we head toward spring. You know what happens in spring, Matt? Real quick. Did your son love the snow? I mean, is that like a big deal there? Uh, no, no. Well, he's been to the snow a couple times. We like to go up to Lake Tahoe. A little yeah, yeah. scared still of it, especially okay, like skiing okay. vibes. So he doesn't like to go too fast down the hill yet, but he's de definitely interested in the snow and, and flopping around in that. I thought he'd get a um, kick out of it just falling on, you know, looking out the window, watching it fall out of the sky. Oh, yeah. He's he's definitely curious about what's happening outside and, and how it impacts whether he can go out and play or not. <laughs> Big Very stuff. few play days so far in 2023. <laughs> okay. Saturdays. That's the that's the rough one when it's raining on a Saturday. It's like, oh, man, this is the day we have to do whatever we want. <laughs> Come man. on, man. Yeah. Indoors. <laughs> <sighs> lots of news, lots of rumors mm -hmm. happening around the league. I'm going to start with the Tennessee Titans, Matt. Okay, yeah, big stuff. This is, you know, Mike Rabel won the power struggle with John Robinson. Clearly, the the A.J. Brown debacle last offseason was a big part of that. Clearly, Mike Rabel wanted A.J. Brown around. This looks like it's headed for just a, a full-on rebuild, though. Am I reading this wrong with the Tennessee Titans? Because Taylor Lewan released uh, – there Bob is Woods, Zach yeah, Cunningham, Cunningham released. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill feels like he's got to be next. I don't know why you would pay Tannehill's salary at this point. I don't know if there's a trade market for, for Ryan Tannehill either at this point. And then you look at where the team is at, especially on the offensive line. Here's one from PFF that, that blows me away. And uh, when you, when you see it laid out like this, so Taylor Luan released this week, three-time pro bowler. He was an all pro. He was the highest paid left tackle in the league in 2018 and then since then has only played 
I think half of his snaps uh, uh, in the last 66 games and, and mm-hmm. even fewer in the last three years, ACL in 2020, um, I think limited to five games because of that and other knee injuries in 2021 and only started two games last year. So uh, the injury bug really bit Taylor Lawton. He was just unavailable and he was uh, a cap casualty this off season. And we'll see well, where Taylor Lawton lands, but the entire offensive line, how about this? Derrick Henry, Ran for over 2,000 yards in 2020. His week one starting offensive line in 2020 was Taylor Luan, who was released this mm-hmm. week. Roger Saffold at left guard. He was with the Bills and now is an unrestricted free agent uh, into 2023. Ben Jones was the starting center. He's the only one that's still there, turning 34 this year. Nate Davis, unrestricted free agent at right guard. And then Dennis Kelly, who's the Colts' backup uh, last year and is also a free agent. So they've got an aging Ben Jones, and that's it from a, what used to be a really good offensive line. It, it just feels like they're they're setting themselves up to play Malik Willis and uh, borderline tank and, and see where you're at in the in the 2024 draft. And maybe I'm reading this wrong. And Mike Rabel's a good coach, and they still have some pieces on defense. But I don't know how you compete with this roster going into the 2023 offseason. No, I 100% agree, and I think that's actually the right move in. You can't pay Tannehill. I think he's like a 30-some million dollar cap hit. I mean, maybe you can get a mid-round pick out of Atlanta or Washington or a team like that and says, hey, we'll make him our stopgap starter. I still think he's a starting quarterback, though. I think he's still a a better player than he gets credit for. Um, The one name he didn't mention, Bud Dupree's as good as gone, too. I mean, he's coming a a huge contract after he left the Steelers, and he's going to get cut for sure. I think you blow it up. I mean, I had heard... What about Derrick Henry to the Bills? I'm like, wow, that sounds fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it, do you get rid of him as well, or do you at least keep him around to make whoever's there life a little bit easier? And why I think tanking is the right move, and I rarely do. And I'm not saying try to lose games, but I think there's a strong enough culture there with Vrabel that they could withstand a bad year. You know, like I, I think losing is a terrible thing to preach and – you know, most teams don't recover and bounce back from it. But I think Vrabel, with his style of coaching, the the money he has in the bank, so to speak, could withstand that. And if it yields you that quarterback from USC or North Carolina maybe next year, one bad year might be all it is. And I would get that O-line in shape, first of all, first and foremost. Right. Do, do Take your medicine now. Do the work now. And maybe you have just as good of a shot because they're picking 11 this year. And it's going to be hard for them to get up and and get a quarterback now. And you might have an opportunity, a better opportunity that ends up costing you less and a better team to plug a quarterback in and a better quarterback (laughs) in the draft next year. So that's why with them being at 11, too many teams in front of them, I think fighting for your quarterback this offseason, unless the right guy is just there for you at 11 or or very close by pick 11, you get up, you know, to pick eight right in front of Carolina, maybe if, if that's how things go and you can get a quarterback, then it would make sense. But um, see what you got in Malik Willis, take your medicine, but you're right. Like tanking doesn't happen in September through December. Tanking happens right now in the yeah, spring, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That's as, a front as office winter, thing. Yeah. Right. As, as winter, as the snow stops falling in the podcast, <laughs> right, right, right. In the podcast and the sun comes out, this is when tanking happens. And, uh, they've got a new GM in town. I think I think you're right with Vrabel having sort of you know money in the bank with ownership, mm-hmm. and of course ownership has to be involved, and that has to be part of the plan with Rand Carthon coming in, and uh, and and they're like, okay, look, this is the offseason where we've got to fix this. This we're going to lose a lot of veteran players. That means 
the W's might not start flowing immediately, but it sets us up for a better long-term vision of success. Yeah. I mean, I think you target five or six key guys, Jeffrey Simmons. You hope it's Burks last year's first round pick fired. And these are our building blocks. Everybody else can kind of come and go, but build an O-line. Derrick Henry, I didn't really even for some reason that didn't dawn on me. If you're if you're cutting Dupree and you're cutting Tanner yeah, right, right. and you're gonna have Malik Willis, uh, you want to help him out a little bit. But Derrick Henry behind whatever patched up offensive line they end up with, and they should probably be drafting one of those at pick eleven. I you know in a mock draft, I'm, I'm definitely drafting an offensive line at eleven rather than trading up for a quarterback for the Titans. I mean, I just me too, think that me makes too. Much more sense. Derrick Henry can help you, but Derrick Henry alone isn't going to do the job. Could you get something for Henry who's probably not going to be a part of that vision we just laid out in 2025? Yeah, I often reference my son. He's 16 years old. He asked me a bunch of questions. He's like, Henry to the Bills. I'm seeing this rumor on Insta or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I could see that. He's like, first round pick? More than that? I'm like, no. I mean, I think you get a second or a third. You know, I mean, you get two good years at Derrick Henry, something like that. You got to pay him. But that's still worth it to me if I'm Tennessee. I mean, think about playing defense against Malik Willis, Derrick Henry, and that team. I mean, I would have 15 guys in the box. Do you think he's worth what the Niners gave up for Christian McCaffrey at the deadline? No. Just because he's – I just think he has too much wear and tear and doesn't influence the passing game. I mean, McCaffrey's a weapon. Derrick Henry's an old-school back. I think he's a second-round pick at most, you know, from a contender, you know, late second. Maybe a two this year and – if he stays healthy and hits a certain mark, then you get a condition yeah, maybe. in the following draft or something like that. I could buy that. And if I'm Tennessee, I'm all ears, you know? Oh, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, yeah, I right, right, right. Henry, but uh, I could absolutely get out while you can. That. Yeah. I don't know where that bill's rumor came from, but I could see it, but you're it right. He sense, is Annie. Yeah. He doesn't influence the passing game as much. So it'd have to be the right team and the right mm-hmm. scheme that wants to. And I feel like Derek Henry, if you're going to, if you're going to go down that road, you want to feed him. So you probably right a team that feels like they have a pretty good offensive line that maybe has more of an iffy quarterback. So I don't even know if the Bills is the right team for Derrick Henry. How about Baltimore? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And right, they yeah. might end up with extra picks, right? Right, right, right. I, well, yeah. and, and in our news and rumors here, we're going through on today's podcast. There's a lot of talk about the Atlanta Falcons, which keep coming up in the conversation Mm -hmm. with Lamar Jackson. So let's get into that next. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, Atlanta, a potential home for Derrick Henry, maybe. And Aaron Rodgers crawling out of his darkness (laughs) hole and some interesting quotes coming out of anonymously coming out of Green Bay next. Today's episode of Lockdown of Peacock and Williamson on the Lockdown Podcast <laughs> Network is presented by our very good friends at Built Bar. If you're trying to find a low sugar, low calorie snack that is high in protein, and you should be, uh, then Built Bar is something that you've got to try. Uh, Built Bar is definitely part of my diet. I love that I can reach for a snack and feel good about it because I'm getting that protein. I'm trying to hit a certain amount of protein in my diet every day. I'm down about five pounds since the new year. Uh, might be even closer to 10 pounds at this point. Been working out a lot, getting rid of the bad snacks, and eating snacks that are low in sugar, that are high in protein, that are low in calories. And, and, you feel good about it because not only do they taste good, but they're actually healthy for you. And Bert, I don't know how they do it, but Built Bar is putting together some amazing flavors. You know, peanut butter is still my favorite, but the newest at Built.com, they have animal cookie flavor Built Bars. Whoa. And they have maple donut 
puff. So like if you're a donut fiend, go to Built Bar, get a box of the Maple Donut Puffs Built Bars and get rid of all because donuts is probably the worst thing you could possibly be <laughs> the eating planet, with the yeah. sugar and it's fried dough. It's like it's the worst of everything. So get that donut flavor, but with protein and lower sugar. Most Built Bars, by the way, covered in 100% real chocolate. Only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And not only can you find them at Built.com, you can find them on store shelves now as well. Like at your local Walmart and Sam's Club, they've got four boxes at uh, at the pharmacy section of Walmart. And in Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box of hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. And thank us later. And of course, you can find all the flavors and varieties at Built.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you are subscribed up to the brand new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. Trying to grow that new channel. We're not on, we're not on the Locked On NFL channel any longer. Some of the shows still up there, but pretty soon they're all going to be just exclusively on. Doesn't change anything for your audio pods if you listen to us every morning driving to work or every afternoon driving home from work. But if you watch us on YouTube and Go check us out on YouTube if you don't. We're yeah. Live shows, get some chats going as well. Uh, brand new YouTube channel, Peacock and Williamson. Subscribe, hit the button, hit the thumbs, and all those things. Aaron Rodgers is no longer in his darkness retreat. There's been some articles showing what it looks like, where it was located, and uh, it was pretty cushy. You know, it's kind of sounds so bad. Yeah, it looks like it looks <laughs> right. like it's from the Shire, a little bit of a hobbit hole where there's a door yeah. above ground and, and some of it's below ground, but it's very cushy. It looks more like a, a yoga retreat than a darkness retreat. And I think mm-hmm. the darkness is more about not being connected to technology than than actually how dark it is. And you got some candles and you take a little bath and you got a bed and you got a yoga mat. And it's it's more of a relaxation treat. It's more of a uh un unconnect. Yeah, to society yeah, yeah, yeah. retreat right and so we'll see how Aaron Rodgers thinks about his football life now uh this offseason we haven't gotten any quotes from him yet but uh very interesting quotes anonymously and I've seen this in multiple places where folks inside the organization in Green Bay were asked about Aaron Rodgers and what they thought about Aaron Rodgers coming out of his retreat and uh what they expected to hear from from Aaron Rodgers. And uh, it's pretty funny that the responses were basically, quote, who cares? <laughs> so yeah, it's basically if, what it was. If you believe these reports coming out of Green Bay, sounds like they're pretty darn done with Aaron Rodgers and would prefer a trade or a retirement and that number 12 might not be uh, in Green Bay this year, no matter how Aaron Rodgers feels about things. And so, um, yeah, a cut is that even possible too? Here, wow. is it possible that Rogers says, "I want to come back. I want to play in Green Bay. I want to finish my career in Green Bay." Says, "Nah, not really." Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, it, it's more and more. It's sounding like a divorce between the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure he's high maintenance. I mean, no question. And the older he gets, the less he cares about everybody else, or more maybe the more he cares about what everyone else thinks. And, and you know, so it might be time to. I've seen enough of Aaron. You can be on your way. You probably only have a year or two left. But I also think that's a ringing endorsement for Jordan Love. You know, I mean, we saw one game and we were like, oh, he played pretty well. But if you watch him every day in practice, the players know, you know, is this guy legit or not? It's hard to go to the veterans and be like, we're just going to move on for Aaron and hand it to this guy who looks terrible in practice for four years or whatever. So maybe Love's the long-term answer. I'm starting to buy a little Jordan Love stock, I think. 
And that makes it a lot easier if you're Green Bay yeah. to say, who cares, right? Because you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. If you have no other options at quarterback, you might say, uh, let's talk about I'm this. Right, right. Let's figure this out. But they've been through this so many off seasons. I think, you know, the front office in Green Bay, and I think the fans alike, because, you know, there's young fans that have only known Aaron Rodgers and love right. Aaron Rodgers. And I'm sure a lot of fans don't want to see him go as a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's hard to find, even though if you're a Packers fan, you've had a Hall of Fame quarterback since 1992 or whatever. Uh, but the fans feel like they're ready to move on. Like it's exhausting. It's like, let we, yeah. we, we're not going to go through another off season of this. So. And the older fans did this with Favre and that had to be exhausting. Too. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Especially man. those fans that have been through the, the Brett Favre era of. It was of bonkers. NFL was the worst, the worst. And it made me, it, it really, to be honest with you, it kind of led to the path that I'm on right now. And I'm, I've got an independent spirit. Um, and I was like, ESPN, I can't turn you on TV anymore. If you're talk about <laughs> I, just, I can't do it. Yeah, right? right. And so started to find independent sources and other places on the internet to find stuff and and talk about these things. And and I think it's it's one of the um the downfalls of big national networks is they want to hit the they just want to beat you over the head with the one biggest story. And so that's why people come here to get a, a little different look at things sometimes. And of course we're talking about the biggest stories and we do hit them, but we're not going to beat you over the head with them. And I feel like the Packers organization and maybe Packers fans are feeling beat over the head by this whole thing. And which, which makes me feel like it's much, much more likely than ever before that Aaron Rodgers will be moving on from the green Bay Packers, whether it's retirement or trade. It's pretty funny. You brought that up because I kind of, put this memory somewhere right in a dark place. So I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> the what, what, retreat in your mind. Exactly. That whole Favre saga. I was working for ESPN. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I was on ESPN.com and doing oh, how many times were you mandated to All write a story about Brett Favre? Right. I mean, we were like the only daily football podcast out there at the time. What do we think about Favre? Every day you'd have to bring up Favre, hour long podcast, football today, Favre, Favre, you know, then Vikings and Jets and all that. I was like, oh, enough. Just retire or go, go in a dark place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, last note, though, on the Packers. I do think if deep down they thought they were still a contender, the team of two years ago, the 13-win, 13-win, 13-win team, maybe they wouldn't say who cares. You know, but, I mean, after trading Adams, a, you know, you have a young defense. I think you look at things, maybe move on from a Bakhtiari and say it's youth movement time. Not to the Titan level, but it's youth movement time. Absolutely. By the way, we talked about the Titans, Packers, another team. That mid-first round pick might be an offensive lineman. Um, Absolutely. Not, n- there's not many teams in the NFL right now that don't need an offensive lineman. And oh. It's pretty amazing the more I go through the offseason and look at all the teams and start to project things out. I, there's not a single team that doesn't need a pretty high-level offensive lineman, not just an offensive right. lineman. And, and I was looking at the, the free agent class. It's bad as always. I mean, shopping for O-linemen, it's just a terrible aisle in the grocery store to be in. Oh, really good, healthy offensive linemen don't hit the free agent market. Uh, almost Period. less than quarterbacks these days. Right, right, right. I mean, there's a massive uh, – here's – I say this all the time. That one of the biggest problems that the league never talks about is the blockers are so inferior to the people they're trying to block at the line of scrimmage right now. And do yourself a favor and just kind of look at the combine. And you'll, you'll notice the O-linemen have come a long way. There's not a lot of fat guys anymore, and they're better athletes than they've ever been. But then the D-line drills start, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> you know, these guys are velociraptors with, you know, unbelievable wingspan and tiny waist. Like, how's anybody block those guys? 
yeah, where do these guys come from? <laughs> right. Every year there's more and more of them. You know. So many this year, too. If you're a, if you're an NFL team and you're willing to trade away a starting offensive lineman or a, a, I think a starting wide receiver as well is starting to be, to especially part, yeah. with this free agent class and maybe the draft class not being as great at wide receiver. You know, there's some speed, but there's not not as many studs as there's been mm-hmm. in, in recent drafts at wide receiver. You could probably make a, a, a nice chunk of draft picks if you're willing to trade a starting offensive lineman or a starting wide receiver, especially one that's not making absurd money. I mean, we certainly saw it a year ago with Adams and Tyreek. I mean, those guys got mm-hmm. hauls, and they're on the back nine of their career. They're not shot or anything, but they're not A.J. Brown's age. You know what I mean? They're not first contract guys. And I don't think anybody has the stones to say, I'm going to trade Walter Jones or Jonathan Ogden. You know what I mean? But if you did, like Laramie Tunsil, I, I guess, could be a guy. I mean, he's gotten traded. Yes. Somebody like that. Like, I mean, uh, two firsts? I mean, uh, maybe. Yeah, he's another one because he's due a new contract at some point soon as well and could be on the move from from the Houston Texans this offseason, no doubt. Um, Orlando Brown's the best example. Like, I think he is as average as a day is long. He's just huge. He's an average starting left tackle, and he's either going to get second franchised or a massive payday, and he's just okay. Right, and there's offensive tackles. Like, I looked at PFF's list of the best free agents in the entire league this year. Mm-hmm. And there's names like Mike McGlinchey in the top 10 and 49ers fans are trying to run him out of town. We're talking about, Hey, we got to get better at light tackle. He's going to get insane money on the free agent market. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have people around here. Steelers should sign Isaiah win. I'm like, yeah, he's not, he's, and he wasn't very good last year. I'm like, he's going to make a fortune. I mean, just, and he's an average dude or a below average dude. I mean, Great time to be a no lineman. There's a yeah, shortage Caleb, to know. Caleb it. McGarry from the Atlanta Falcons. He's yeah. had one good year. He was thought of as a, a late first round bust mm-hmm. for a while and then had a nice year last year. Now he's and, 26 uh, or 27. He's going to make yeah. a fortune. I would franchise him. Of money. Yeah. Pretty unbelievable. All right. Next. Uh, why so much smoke with the Atlanta Falcons and Lamar Jackson and some of the latest news and rumors around the NFL? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And now you can compete with some of the other locked on listeners and maybe some hosts as well. On this challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline, play on the go, play as you want to. If you've ever dreamed of being an NFL GM, running your football franchise from top to bottom, now is your turn to compete. You get to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, lead your team to glory, build a dynasty. Hire and fire the right coaches, uh, trade for and trade away players, navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft. And we've created a locked on league for you to compete against locked on fans all over the world. And the ultimate football GM uh, makes it really easy. So all you do is you download the app and choose the locked on league, one word, all caps, locked on league in the app to join and create a football dynasty and compete with some other locked on listeners around the world. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Matt, why are the Atlanta Falcons seemingly the the hot team, the, the team that keeps getting brought up when it comes to Lamar Jackson? Are they a quarterback away? Are they a team that should be spending three first-round picks on a quarterback after they drafted the third round last year? a third round uh, quarterback last year. 
is, is that what's going to fix the Atlanta Falcons here? Why is that the team? Is that because Lamar might want to be there? Is that because they're super interested? It's just weird to me that the Falcons are the team because when I look at all the, the teams in the NFL, they don't jump out. Yeah. I mean, not a great roster. I mean, no, there's no way around it. I mean, I thought going into last year, they them in Houston might have the worst rosters in the league. And I think they're well coached and they got more out of the limited talent than most coaches might have done, mostly from running the football with great volume. Um, I don't know. I, I think I would do another year of franchising McGarry, draft defense like crazy, give Ritter a sink or swim season, and see what you got with the guy. I, I'm kind of a Ritter fan. I thought he was more of an early second than a third type prospect. But Lamar's a franchise changing guy, and you don't have a lot of brand name dudes. I mean, the Falcons, I'm sure, aren't the hottest ticket in Atlanta. And think about that run game, though, with that quarterback. I mean, I would just play the exact same system, run the ball with great volume, you know, Algier, Corderell, and, and their style of running but you throw in the quarterback mix and a healthy pits in London, hopefully they don't cost you those guys. You could have a heck of an offense. Coach up the defense, you know, add yeah. all the rest of the picks that you have on the defensive side of the ball and hope that, uh, yeah, I, I mean, South I is very winnable. I could see yeah, that's, that's very true. Right. You could go buy a division title in Lamar Jackson, potentially. If it's you probably enough. For you. I mean, I don't know if it's enough to knock off the chiefs and Eagles and those teams, but no. I mean, Winning the division would be pretty good for morale in Atlanta, considering where they've been since their Super Bowl appearance. Absolutely. And, and yeah. Arthur Blank doesn't seem like the kind of owner that's uh, that would shy away from such a move either. Right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. So that's an interesting landing spot for me. And from Baltimore's side, every report is just that they're so far apart and that, yeah. that you know, the Browns basically screwed this up for not only the, the Ravens, but for a lot of teams. And uh, they're you know a hundred million dollars apart in the guaranteed portion of the contract, and the Mark Jackson wants as many or more guarantees as Deshaun Watson got, and he's you know he he deserves to ask that, and so now he's got a comp to ask it, and the Ravens are like eh, that's that's not our comp, that's not happening, that is <laughs> right, that is right. fairy tale land. Pretend that doesn't exist, up. Lamar. And, right. and, and here's the, and for the for the Ravens, it's like the Browns screwed up. Why would we screw up purposely? By sure doing something that just it doesn't make sense for an NFL franchise. And so that that's what's really thrown a wrench into this whole thing. And what I find odd, and it was it was the same way with the Deshaun Watson thing, and and for Lamar Jackson, he can find more guaranteed money from a from a have not, from a team that needs a quarterback. And it's wild that he's the same quarterback and he has the same value to the Ravens or to another team. Mm -hmm. But to the team that has the quarterback, they don't have the urgency, but a team that doesn't have a quarterback and needs one, they have more urgency and are more right, willing right, right. to overpay and do a bad contract to get a quarterback, even though the team that won't have the quarterback then won't have the quarterback anymore. It's just fascinating what the the psychology is from a team that is a have or have not when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. 100%. And you, you've said this many times, and I, I like to repeat it, that in terms of the negotiations, I 100% understand both sides. There's no bad guy. There's none of that. Oh, yeah. And and I, I mean, we could come up with five teams. I like your Giants suggestion. Nobody talks about the Giants. A lot of people have been talking about the you know, Carolina or Atlanta. I mean, what about Indy? I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use Lamar Jackson, which would make perfect sense in the world. Maybe to me, the most fascinating thing, though, is what style or what quarterback would the Ravens get post Lamar? 
Would it be a Derek Carr? Would it be somebody totally different? Would they draft Anthony Richardson and run the same type of offense? I wonder what quarterback Harbaugh wants if he can handpick them. If we're putting news and rumors together, Matt, what mm-hmm. if the, the 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 most recent reports that the Bears are considering maybe Bryce Young at quarterback and trading yeah, Justin yeah. Fields? What if whichever team doesn't have Lamar, whether it's the Falcons or the Ravens, trading Fields from Atlanta, to, I think, yeah, and sending a pick to Chicago uh, for for Justin Fields? Yeah, he's a, he's a right. Georgia kid. I'm not saying I'd rather have Fields than Lamar. Lamar's a much better player. You know, he you know he's a great player. But fields would be a lot cheaper, and if I'm running a Ravens or Falcons offense with fields, oh baby, I mean, <laughs> I mean that is a hard one to deal with. Or what are the Giants? What about the Giants? That wouldn't be bad either. Basically the same scheme they did because because Daniel Jones, when you really look at the numbers, and actually Warren Sharp did a really good breakdown yesterday about looking at the numbers and, and where Daniel Jones improved from previous years, and he mm-hmm. did not prove at he did not improve at all as a passer between the twenties and on third downs in the key the hard stuff. He was just better as a runner and mm-hmm. better in the red zone. And they got to the red zone more often because he was a better runner and, and more well coached. So essentially Daniel Jones, is the same guy last year that he was before he was used different. And you can point used to the coaching better. staff, which makes, which in my mind says, well, then it's clearly not the quarterback's fault. It's the coach's fault. So let the coach coach somebody else and make them better as well. Right. And yeah. so, uh, I could absolutely see someone like, and I thought to be honest with you, I thought the, Chicago Bears should have hired Brian Dable. I thought he was the perfect guy for mm, Justin yeah. Fields and that. What, what about Fields to the New York Giants if we're going to spin the quarterback carousel uh, a I little like bit it. harder this offseason? I like it. I may even throw your boy Trey Lanson in these, this equation too. I mean, yes. talk, you know, and so um, last note on Jones. I'm with you. I would not give him the money. More and more, I think, let him walk or just, you know, here's a black, here's one offer and it's the best we're going to do, Daniel, sign it or not. Um, but one thing in his defense, I think we have to bring up though, is he might've been thrown to the worst wide receivers in the league last year. I, yes. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty bad group. I mean, anyone well, that was, a, it was either uh, him or fields, right? Right, 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 right. So and it, it has, probably it was Daniel Jones. at least fields had Mooney for a while. Yeah. He had Comet. Mooney for a while. And then uh, the Claypool barely played. I, the no. Claypool trade was bad, but the, I think the Claypool trade will look better next year when he gets a full off season and has a, you know, starts the season yeah. healthy with, with an off season. I, I, it'll look he'll, a little bit better. He'll never be worth the 32nd overall pick, but he's right. not a bad player. You yeah, know, he's a starting you know, right? caliber. Yeah, wide he's a starting wide receiver. Him and Mooney and Komet would be a decent three trio. And then maybe even you throw in a, then you throw it a Andre Hopkins in yeah, there. Right, right, right. Now, yeah. now you're starting to cook and, and give okay. him some weapons over there in, in Chicago. Fascinating stuff. Uh, it, it's it's a wild world we live in in the off season, especially when you you allow minds to to run wild and you <laughs> allow rumors to run wild and anonymous quotes. It's anonymous quote season, by the way, which means it's also lying season. I'm yeah, still, so you, I'm you, still not buying the Bears report yeah. that they're interested in trading Fields and in drafting Bryce Young. I, I'm I'm not buying that because we already knew that report was going to come out, whether it was true or not. So to me, it's smoke. To me, it's lying season. And you got to start really um, sort of navigating the news and rumors you hear in the NFL because some are clearly planted and some might have some reality to them and some might be a little bit of both. Yep. And funny because before, right before we hit record, I said, oh, we recorded that one about fields yesterday. I'm starting to think there's a better chance he gets traded. And then you go, Matt, it's lying season. I'm like, oh, it is lying season. I forgot. You know, I mean, like I bite every year. I mean, 
it fooled me once, but I've only been doing this for 50 years or something. And every year I'm like, oh yeah, it's lying season. And you said something like, that's the rumor they have to play it. I'm like, but yeah, it's also the genius it. of lying season is right late into lying season. You could tell the truth and everyone thinks it's a lie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know that you know that you know that I know. You know. Absolutely. You know what's coming up next week, Matt? What's that? The annual Williamson draft ditties. A Heck draft yeah. note on every single team in the NFL. We'll start with the AFC on Monday. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. Talk to you then right here, Peacock and Williamson.